0: The truth is that our bodies are built to handle stress. And you can actually train your body to become more resilient and handle stress like a total boss. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach, for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right. Let's Rev It Up. Oh boy, Rever, I'm so glad you're here. It's It's your homie, Alicia, and I have been wanting to bring you this episode for so long now. It's such a big topic, but... I want you to prepare to completely change your mindset around stress after listening to today's episode of the Rev Your Metabolism podcast. It is time to debunk the myth that stress is all bad. In fact, check this out, your body actually needs stress to thrive. So get ready because today we're going to dive into the science of stress, we're going to learn about the ins and outs, and I'm going to teach you how to increase your body's resilience to stress. You are not going to want to miss that, I'll tell you right now. And lucky you, I'm going to introduce you to my buddy, the Zen Monkey. All right, who's excited to embrace a new perspective on stress? I hope you said me, because you better be. This is a good one. Here's, before I even dig into this, oh, wait, you got your walking shoes on. I almost forgot. You got to get on your favorite kicks. Get out there for your walkie-walkie so we can talkie-talkie. And yeah. You ready? All right. So I just want to say that as we move into this, the big thing I want you to understand is that you can actually use stress. Stress to help your body to be at its tip top shape, to improve your health. And I know right now you're thinking, what in the hell are you talking about? Because all you hear about is how bad stress is for you. Today, I'm going to explain the nuances of stress. And I'm really hoping to help you understand how to make some shifts in your life so that you can actually make stress work for you in a positive way. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Now, before we can get into any of this nitty gritty, we first need to make sure that we understand the basics of how the stress response works. And this is where you get to meet my little buddy, the Zen Monkey. But before all that, I wanna kick it off right away with a, yeah, a fact or fiction. Here we go, so, fact or fiction. The part of your stress response, often referred to as fight or flight, is also known as your sympathetic nervous system. Is that fact or fiction? That's a fact. So you have two basic parts to your stress response. You have fight or flight which is also known as the sympathetic nervous system, which I always find super strange. Why would somebody have named the fight or flight part the sympathetic nervous system? I don't know. Anyways, and then the opposite of that is going to be what we often refer to as rest and digest, which is your parasympathetic nervous system. Here's the thing. You can't be a little in of each at the same time. You are in one or the other at any given moment. And just to make things easier for you to help you kind of wrap your mind around this, I have named them the Stress Monkey and the Zen Monkey. So I want you to start think of your fight or flight as your Stress Monkey. All right, that's the sympathetic nervous system, is your stress monkey. And then over on the other side, we have our zen monkey, which is rest and digest. Make sense? So really quickly, I want to talk about, on a side note, why the topic of stress is so effing important to me and why what I'm going to talk about today has totally changed my life and the way I think about stress and I'm really hoping it has the same impact on you. I'm going to try to make this dramatic crazy story very short. When I turned 40 years old and if you have been listening to this podcast following along you know I got very sick, took a long time for any doctors to figure out what was wrong with me I ended up in the ICU for five days, found out that I had type one juvenile diabetes. That is the kind you usually get as a child or are born with it. It's an autoimmune disease where my pancreas has stopped making insulin. Very different than the more common type two diabetes. Only 5% of people with diabetes have type one. Now, here's the reason, here's where the stress part comes in. So I'm sitting there in in ICU, all these doctors are coming in, and they're like, who in your family has type 1? Where is this coming from? One doctor says to me, how stressed out have you been over the last year or two? Rever, let me just tell you, the year to two years preceding my diagnosis were incredibly incredibly stressful, incredibly stressful. And unfortunately, I wasn't equipped with the knowledge I am now of how to help my body be more stress resilient. When the doctor said that to me, and I told her I have been so stressed out, she said to me, you know, We know that autoimmunes are often linked to stress. Okay, that put me on this whole trajectory. I started to deep dive, to learn more about stress. And I started realizing that all the things I had been taught about stress was stress is bad, stress is toxic, stress makes you sick. And yes, those things can be true. And we're gonna talk about the ins and outs of all that today. However, I think what's happened is we have created the feeling for most people that stress is so bad that many of us are stressed because we're stressed. Right? And I can't stand when I see these things that say, how to be stress free. Homie, that is some bullshit. That is delusional. You cannot be stress-free. Trying to avoid stress is silly. So I'm going to teach you today. So okay, Alicia, smarty pants, what do I do instead? We're going to talk about that today. That is why this topic is so important to me, and that is why I'm really, really hoping that you listen to this whole entire episode, share it with your friends, because honestly, This has been a game changer. The things that I have learned about stress, what it actually is. And the reality is we need stress. Without stress, you would cease to exist, believe it or not. Now first, let's get the bad news out of the way. Is there a bad side of stress? Duh, yes, of course there is. We know that stress can be toxic. Stress can make you sick. Stress leads to many chronic diseases. Stress can make you physically hurt. It's not good. Yes, we know this. And before I get into the good news, because there's a lot of good news in this episode, Reverend, you're going to be so excited. What I do want to talk about that's really important is how stress affects your metabolism. And I'm going to really hone in on why stress keeps so many women over 40 from reaching their goals when it comes to being fit and in shape. So, okay, how stress affects the metabolism. When we're under emotional stress or physiological stress, that could be too much exercise or too little food. Both cortisol and the sympathetic nervous system activity, remember that's the fight or flight, is increased. This can lead to weight gain, particularly around the organs. That's visceral fat, and that is the fat that is deadly. It can lead to insulin resistance and increased blood pressure. I think that right now would be another freaking fantastic time for a fact or fiction because you should know this one, River. All right, fact or fiction. When we are stressed too much too often and we have too much cortisol too much too often, that can lead to fat, excess fat storage, especially in the belly area. Yep, that's a fact rooney Really quick review. Remember, when your cortisol goes up, your body thinks that you're in danger. So it wants to give you an immediate source of energy by increasing your blood sugar. But if you're, say, stressing out because you're sitting on the 405 freeway, those of you here in Southern California know what I'm talking about, You're sitting in bumper to bumper traffic and you're pissed off and you have road rage and you're thinking about all the errands you have to run and uh, right? And so here goes your blood sugar because your cortisol raised. But the thing is you don't need an immediate source of energy because you're just sitting in traffic. So now the hormone insulin has to be released in order to lower your blood sugar. And that means the insulin can take some of that blood sugar and if it does, if it's not able to store some of your muscles because your muscles are already full of sugar from the meal you just ate, it's gonna get stored as fat. Make sense? In other words, what I'm trying to say here is, yeah, there is there is a bad side of stress for sure. But most of it is due to our current lifestyle and the way that we eat our food. Well, not the way we eat our food. (laughs) Well, that too, if you're eating it in a stressful manner, but the food we eat. So here's my question for you, Rever. I want you to think about this. Okay. You ready? Are we living in the most stressful time right now? In other words, Do you think that we have it worse than any other time period before us? Because that's what a lot of people say. They're like, oh, yeah, stress affects us because we live in the most stressful time. Well, let's think about it. Think about stressful times in history. Do you think that being a hunter and gatherer was not stressful? not knowing if and when you were gonna eat again, having animals chasing you, neighboring tribes chasing you, you don't think that was stressful? Or what about the Civil War? What about the Great Depression? My point is, this is not the most stressful time that we've ever lived in. My argument is, we just have too much of the wrong kinds of stress. Because the truth is that our bodies are actually built for stress. It's just that it's not built for the kind of stress that we are putting on ourselves in our current culture, in our current environment. Our bodies are built to be active. Our bodies are built to be strong, our bodies are built to have times of rest, to eat whole foods. Make sense? I hope I'm blowing your mind right now a little bit. It's going to get better. I promise you that. But the point is, I just want you to realize that it's not that there's more stress. It's that there's just too much of the wrong kinds of stress around us right now. And what, I, I, what I'm hoping for us, you know, we take that stress monkey that I told you about, and one thing I want to mention is the stress monkey, we don't want to get rid of him because your stress monkey helps you to thrive. Your stress monkey helps keep you safe. Your stress monkey helps you to achieve. We've got to stop saying that stress is bad for us because that is not the case. Think about, you know, you're you're driving down the, the road, let's say that 405 freeway again, and the car in front of you slams on their brakes and you react and you slam on your brakes and you narrowly escape hitting the car in front of you. That was your stress monkey. Or you just powered through this amazing workout. That was your stress monkey. Or you got this weird gut feeling not to go down that dark alley, that your stress monkey keeping you safe. So I want you to take a second and then I want you to thank your stress monkey because your stress monkey serves an amazing purpose. And PS, the hormone cortisol, before I forget to say this, it actually helps your body to burn fat. I'm pausing to let that sink in. But when we have too much, too often of cortisol, it triggers this whole process that causes your body to store fat. So in the right doses, the stress hormone cortisol is actually a major fat burner. So my goal for you is to take this untamed stress monkey of yours. And let me give you a definition. The untamed stress monkey is one who behaves like a panic monkey when placed under minimal stress. And instead, you're going to tame your stress monkey and make it resilient. And here's a definition for a tamed stress monkey, staying curious, optimistic, and motivated even in the face of the toughest challenges. My husband and I just watched Yellowstone. He's been watching it for a while and uh, he just got me into it. And of course we powered through the whole thing. And it made me realize what babies we are especially when we watched the spin-off of yellowstone 1883 the things that they had to go through but here's the truth you can face challenges you can stand up and you can succeed just about anything so i want you to remember this as we're going through the rest of this okay because we are gonna come back to this whole mindset of the way we think about stress in just a moment here. All right, so next, next I wanna talk about what is stress exactly? Because this is another thing that I think people kind of misunderstand. Most people consider if I was to say, explain a stressful situation to me, they're gonna say something that has to do with mental or emotional stress. But the truth is that stress is anything your body perceives as a stressor, and that can also be physical. So let me give you some examples. When you are sick, that is a stressor on your body. When you have a food intolerance, that's a stressor on your body. When you sit, all day long and do not move. That is a stressor on your body. When you're not getting enough sleep, a stressor. When you're dehydrated, a stressor. When you eat too much junk food, yep, a stressor. So start to realize, because I've had a lot of people say, oh, I don't get stressed. I'm like, well, you'd be dead. I mean, I don't say that, but I think it in my head. But you got to realize that stress doesn't mean only mental and emotional stress. And remember, Reverend, oh, you know what? I want to make sure that you have been paying attention in previous episodes. Fact or fiction time. All right, fact or fiction. Stress can impact your blood sugar. And that means any type of stressor, physical or mental. Yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. And I'm gonna do a whole episode dedicated to prediabetes and I'm actually gonna have my friend Michelle come on and talk more about type two diabetes. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people that are fit and healthy You know, they're working out, they're eating, eating healthy, and they get diagnosed with prediabetes. We have to take the stress part of the puzzle into account, right? So moving on. Now, I got to tell you, I'm going to get, I'm going to give my girl, Amanda Inyadi, a little shout out here, because she was one of the first people to influence the way that I thought about stress after I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. She was a stress expert for CNN. And she also wrote a book called Seeking Serenity. The 10 new rules for health and happiness in the age of anxiety. I'm gonna put that in the show notes if you wanna check it out. Fantastic book. And she talks a lot about separating fact from myth when it comes to the way we think about stress. So, I wanna dig into a few things that that Amanda had to say, and her last name, by the way, it's Amanda, and the last name is E-N-A-Y-A-T-I. And again, it'll be in the show notes, but let's dig into this. Separating fact from myth. And again, this is from her book, Seeking Serenity. The stress response is a particularly brilliant aspect of our design. It heightens efficiency and mobilizes strength and energy at the exact moment when our bodies need it most, when we sense threats in our immediate surroundings. The chain of events in the stress cycle begins with the body imbalance. The body perceives a threat. It rises to the challenge and transforms to handle the stressor. The crisis is handled and the body returns to balance. That's, it's like, it's like you have a superpower. Your body is so rad that it actually helps to prepare you for a threat. But here's the problem is that for most of us, that threat is constant. It's not, we perceive a threat, our body revs up, Oh, revs up, handles the threat, and then we go back to balance. It's our body perceives a threat. Our body perceives a threat. Our body perceives a threat, right? And that's where the malfunctioning is going to start to happen. Now, let's talk about, again, this is from Amanda Nyadi's book, Seeking Serenity, range of benefits from short bursts of acute stress. So acute stress, right, is just these one-off stressors. Chronic stress is when it's constantly happening. So the benefits of of short bursts of stress is it enhances the immune response so that we recover better and faster from both psychological threats and physical ones. It boosts brain plasticity. It enhances memory and learning. And I'm gonna throw one in as well. The better your body can handle stress, the better the impact is on your blood sugar, the better your metabolic hormones are gonna function. So this is why we need our stress monkey. We just don't wanna let it be a driver in the seat all the time. We want a tamed stress monkey. And another thing is, instead of trying, once again, to avoid stress all the time, I want you to think of this. Your stress response is supposed to look like peaks and valleys. And I do believe that that is in Amanda and book as well. So imagine you know, the line goes up because you have a stressor, you deal with it, that's your stress monkey, and then you come back down into rest and digest, that's your Zen monkey time. Then you go back up and then you go back down. So that's what your stress response is supposed to look like, peaks and valleys. Unfortunately, For many Americans, the minute we wake up in the morning, we grab our cell phones, we read that annoying email, we're thinking about our day, we're stressing out, we're driving to work, we spill coffee on ourselves. By the time we get to work, it is not peaks and valleys, it is plateaued at the very top and our stress monkey is fully in charge and is like, wired, okay? Now, One thing I want to mention too is, this is what I like to teach people, it's not about trying to avoid stress, it's about taking Zen monkey time. And that's why I like to teach the stress response as stress monkey and Zen monkey. So yes, we love our stress monkey, we need that little cute babushka. Look at my stress monkey logo, that's my tamed stress monkey. But you have to make time for Zen monkey time because relaxation, for most of us, is not naturally built into our day anymore. We're not, we're not sitting on the porch on a Sunday afternoon sipping lemonade, just watching the clouds go by. So we're going to talk more about this when I get to how to handle your body. How, oh, how to handle your body. Oh, my stars. How to help your body handle stress better. And it's just embracing more Zen monkey time. Easy peasy, a lemon squeezy. All right, now here we go. We're going to move into, so we talked about Amanda and Yadi. I'm just looking, I'm looking at my notes. Oh, and don't worry. I am going to get to it that you can train your body to be more stress resilient. I mean, come on. That's pretty rad, right? All right. So Amanda was the first person that really, I was like, whoa, I think I have this stress thing all wrong. And then I heard a Ted talk by Kelly McGonigal, who is a health psychologist? And she did a TED talk on how to make stress your friend. And, you know, I've been following her for a long time. If you wanna Google how to make stress your friend TED talk, you can watch the whole thing. It's only about 15 minutes long. Um, but this is the thing that Kelly says that she really messed up. She says, you know, for years I've been telling my patients, stress makes you sick. It increases everything from the common cold to cardiovascular disease. She says she turns stress into the enemy. But something made her change her mind about stress. And I'm going to tell you what it was right after we do A Fact or Fiction. that would have been a great time to have a commercial break if I had um, any sponsors. If anybody's listening (laughs) and they want a commercial here on my podcast. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to this. Fact or fiction. Hormesis is one of the magical ways our body works in enhancing its vitality and resiliency. Hormesis. Fact or fiction? Yep, that's fact. Have I done any fictions today? Oy! I'm gonna start throwing you lots of fictions, so you're gonna get some curveballs coming coming your way. So you better you better be on your toes, rubber. So we're gonna talk more about hormesis in just a bit, because that is one of the ways in which you can actually train your body to handle stress better. All right, so Kelly McGonigal, let's get back to her. What made her change her mind about stress? There was a study. They tracked 30,000 adults in the U.S. for eight years. And they started by asking people, how much stress have you experienced in the last year? They also asked, do you believe that stress is harmful for your health? And then they used public health records to find out Who died (laughs) at the end of the eight years? All right, bad news first. People who experienced a lot of stress in the previous year had a 43% increased risk of dying. But that was only true for the people who also believed that stress is harmful for your health. People who experienced a lot of stress but did not view stress as harmful were no more likely to die. In fact, they had the lowest risk of dying of anyone else in the study, including the people who had relatively little stress. I mean, what? Here's the deal. Change your perspective to seeing stress as helpful. See your stress monkey... as as helpful for your performance mentally and physically. Because the research shows how you think about stress matters. We cannot get rid of our stress, but we can get better at stress. And that's gonna lead us into our first tip to increase your resilience to stress. And that is perspective. Hopefully, listening to this podcast today is changing your perspective on stress. Remember, we need our stress monkey. Stress helps you to achieve physically, mentally. It keeps you safe. So let's quit making stress the villain. So that's number one, changing your perspective around stress. It's not a bad thing. Just too much of the wrong kinds can be a bad thing. right, the second component, the second tip in helping you to be more resilient to stress is finding meaning. Viktor Frankl, who was one of the survivors of the Jewish Holocaust, he went on to write a book and his big message was you must find meaning in life in order to thrive, and if you do find meaning, you can survive damn near anything. A quote by Viktor Frankl was, our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in life. And this is another another quote by Viktor Frankl. Between the stimulus and response, there is a space. Before I move on with this quote, I wanna explain what that part of the quote means. The stimulus meaning the thing that's stressing you out, and the response means how you react, okay? So between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Finding meaning, it can be something as Simple as helping others, um, donating money to animal rescues, being a coach. It doesn't have to be this big, huge, overwhelmingly ginormous meaning. What gives you meaning? You got to find that. All right. I'm getting all like, woo-woo now. Moving on. The next thing I want to talk about is your zen monkey. This is another way to help your body handle stress better. Start giving your zen monkey a little bit of love, meaning take intentional breaks from the stress. This could be as simple as setting a timer on your phone for three minutes and closing your eyes and just being quiet and breathing. So simple. Because I hear people say, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. You do. And if you're saying you don't have time, that means you need it more than anybody else. So let me give you some examples of zen monkey time. I just mentioned breathing. Just slow down your breathing. Okay. Meditation. Yep, that's a great one. And you don't have to meditate for a long time. There's so many apps you could download. Do a five-minute meditation. Slow to moderate paced walking. That's zen monkey time. Laughing. Go on YouTube and find something (laughs) funny. Laughing helps. That's zen monkey time. Massage is zen monkey time. Doing things you enjoy, like something artistic, creative, listening to music that you love. Spending time with others. Spending time with your pets. This is very important, my sweet friend. So important. Because remember, stress can help you thrive. But you got to love that Zen monkey up too. And the last thing I'm going to talk about, and then I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm only going to touch on this a little bit today. Because as I'm sitting here doing this episode, I'm realizing that we should spend a lot more time on this topic. And it's something called hormesis. Remember? The fact or fiction. Hormesis is one of the magical ways our body works in enhancing its vitality and resiliency. Basically it's this, administering small to moderate doses of certain stimuli that your body would view as stress. So cold, right? You hear about the cold showers. That's because of hormesis. That's why it has benefits. Heat, you hear about saunas. Again, food restriction and exercise as a way to train the body to handle stress better. Dr. Edward Calabrese, a leader in the field of hormesis, this is a quote from him. Hormesis is an adaptive response of biological systems to moderate environmental or self-imposed challenges through which the system improves its functionality and or tolerance to more severe challenges. In other words, it's a way to train your body to handle stress better, to be better at stress. So again, I'm going to do a whole episode dedicated to hormesis and a little bit more about how to train your body to handle stress better. We're going to talk about ways you can exercise to help your body to handle stress better. Because what I do with stress monkey workouts is when I'm writing workouts, I'm basically mixing in the fight or flight and the rest and digest. So I will write in parts into the workout where we're inducing rest and digest, and then we end the workout with some rest and digest. So I want to explain a little bit more of that in an entire episode. But what you could also think of is you could have days where you're doing intense exercise and then you could have days where you're doing more of recovery type of movement. So, you know, yoga, stretching, walking slowly, uh, et cetera. And before I go, I want to leave you this one, one final thing that is a very, very important message, especially if you're someone over 40, and I'm sorry, this is, it affects women more than men, and you're doing all the things and you're not getting results, especially if you have that belly fat going on you got to look at your stress. And remember, anything your body could perceive as a stressor. So when you start to get older, your body is not going to be able to handle all these intense workouts as easily as it did when you were in your 20s or even your 30s. Orange Theory, F45, CrossFit. If you're going to do those type of workouts, I wouldn't do them more than one day a week, to be honest with you. You gotta take this into account. So when you decide you're gonna go balls to the wall and start working out like a fiend and you're severely cutting your calories back, that's gonna work for a little bit, maybe a week or two. But then your metabolism's gonna to adapt to that. You're gonna be in such a state of stress that your body, the stress monkey is gonna take over and your body's gonna to start to actually store fat. So Again, I'm going to do a whole episode about how to train your body to handle stress better. This is kind of just an overview intro into that and why it's so incredibly important. <sighs> I hope that you're just sitting here like, you know, your mouth's open as you're walking. Don't let any bugs fly in your mouth. And you're like, whoa, mind is blown. Stress is not bad. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I always love you being here. I love talking to you. Um, I really appreciate you taking time to walk and talk with me today. And if you think this episode was helpful, I would love it if you would leave me a review or a rating, super helpful for me, or share this with somebody. This is a message we've got to get out there. Don't you think? All right, my cute little rubber. Have a fantastic week. And I will see you next time. Bye for now.